You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We're coming to you from the Duluth edition of Real Presence Live. My name is Father Richard Kunst. I'm here with Cindy Jennings, and we are uh, broadcasting from the parish of St. James, which is my parish in Duluth. And uh, we are actually going to be having, I'm, you know, we don't, the thing is, um, Cindy, is that we don't have a fancy name as a, like a, a, as our host. Like, you know, like we, there are some hosts for Real Presence Live that have a fancy name, like the thun, like like the Sons of Thunder. Oh. And uh, so, actually, one of our guests is half of the Sons of Thunder, and his father, Josh. And he probably didn't hear me actually say that right now because <laughs> he just got off the phone. So it was so good, he just, though. He, we just dropped. And so, uh, here I was teeing it up for him, and uh, somehow we dropped his call. But anyway, we got John Berger with us. John, you there? Yes, I am, Father. Thanks for having me on. So you must know Father Josh fairly well, huh? I do know Father Josh really well. In fact, when I get an opportunity to talk about the consecration, <clears throat> Joseph, he actually played an important role in my in uh, how this all came to be. Well, great. I, I, well, actually, let's we'll get into that just a second. We got Father Josh on right now. Father Josh, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <clears throat> so I was just saying when you dropped your call that uh, we don't have here in Duluth. We don't have a fancy name for our duo of hosts of Real Presence Live, like the Sons of Thunder. So that's a cool name, <laughs> and uh, and I, I think I'm going to think of one. So uh, so I'm, I'm going to give you a can. little competition. But anyhow, jo- Father Josh, it's good to have you, and with John Berger. And why don't, you know, I mean, uh, John, you kind of just talked a little bit about how Father Josh was instrumental in your uh, life in regards to this idea of the consecration of St. Joseph. Uh, maybe, John, since you brought that up, why don't you bring, why don't you talk a little bit more about that? Okay, um, yeah, just real briefly, uh, when Father Josh was assigned as a chaplain over at St. Mary's Central High School, um, one of our three children was going to school there, and I remember Father Josh had challenged the students to consecrate themselves to Mary through St. Louis de Montfort's um, total consecration. And I happened to be at Mass when he made that challenge over at the school, and so I thought, well, shoot, I think I can do that. So um, I ended up doing that consecration. And it was um, had a, it's had a really huge impact on me. And so I heard Father Calloway here probably in January, talking about on Catholic Radio about um, consecration to St. Joseph, and I thought, wow, that um, that sounds like it would be uh, an awesome opportunity. So um, anyway, from there, um, several things happened. We ended up with approximately 100 men, um, and Father 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 Walt um, amazingly was one of those men who um, did this consecration to St. Joseph. So it was just a, a wonderful. Um, Wonderful opportunity to learn more about St. Joseph and uh, and how we can lean on him as our spiritual father. Father Josh, why don't you speak a little bit about the whole consecration to St. Joseph? I mean, how did you get in, involved with that? Because it's, it's a fairly new phenomenon. I'm calling it a phenomenon because it's really catching fire, I know. And so uh, maybe speak to about how you got involved with the consecration to St. Joseph. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the big thing was... Is, when John, I mean, I've been friends with the Burgers for a long time, and and uh, especially Michael, his son, and uh, but you know he always he has a bunch of different ideas that he comes with uh, in regards to the spiritual life, and and this was I'm, I was currently uh, just appointed the pastor at St. Joseph's in Mandan, and uh, so when he came with this idea of the the consecration of St. Joseph, I'm like this couldn't get any more perfect. I wanted to get more 
men involved in the parish, and <clears throat> this would be a great way to do it. And so we kind of just started planning from there, and the turnout was a, was really amazing. <clears throat> and uh, and it was good for me. I mean, I've always been close to Joseph, um, but, you know, the book is great. The meditations are great. Um, and just kind of learning more about uh, this man who is, you know, the guardian of the Redeemer, but at the same time is also very hidden. So uh, I just kind of think, and it was kind of cool, too, because even with the pandemic stuff, you know, like the last public mass we celebrated was on the Feast of St. Joseph. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, that's, and that's when we, you know, in St. Joseph's Parish is when we kind of made the the consecration with a, with as many men, you know, and their families that could make it to the parish. It was awesome. We had about 40, I think about 40 guys that were up there in front of the, right up by the altar, <clears throat> making the consecration, and so it was, it was neat, and then at the end of the pandemic was kind of the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker, you know, and mm-hmm. so kind of Joseph having his hands around this whole thing, you know, and kind of as the protector of the Universal Church. That's that's pretty cool. I mean, you, you know, I mean, we're not done with it yet, but I hear what you're saying. I mean, when we started to open up our churches at the, at the other mm-hmm. Feast of St. Yeah. Joseph, I guess the question I have for you, John, is what is it, what is it about the consecration of St. Joseph that is attractive mm-hmm. to men in particular? Well, so several things with regard to that, Father, but I think especially in these times, and I know you were speaking with it with your earlier guests as well, is that, um, so, you know, and the consecration, I don't want my comments, the consecration can be completed by both men and women, but particularly for men in these times, I mean, we we can't be driven by fear, and, um, you know, we're we're looking for leaders who will lead by faith and not by fear, and I think... Um, you know, St. Joseph plays such an instrument, you know, pr- provides such a wonderful example of what that looks like. Um, you know, the, the, when the angel comes to Joseph and says, be not afraid to take Mary as your wife, his, 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 his obedience and his faithfulness, and there's just so much, even though so little is said by St. Joseph, his actions are so powerful. And so as men, I think sometimes, what my encouragement for men would be, sometimes it's like, well, I don't know that I want to make a consecration because that sounds like something for holy people to do, and I'm not really a holy person. But I think St. Joseph, what we can learn through the consecration to both St. Joseph and to Mary is is, is just how much we need them, uh, how much how much um, they can provide us in times of uncertainty and where we don't really know where to turn and, and what to do. We, we, can, we can look to Joseph to help provide that um, spiritual direction that we need. So I think for men, um, you know, it, it, it really encourages us, I think, as spiritual fathers and as spiritual leaders in our, in our families and, and with anyone that we interact with. I was wondering, and this might be a strange question, but can you can you be concentration to, or can you be uh, consecrated. consecrated with Mary and Saint Joseph at the same time? Can you do both, yeah, or do yeah, you have absolutely. to focus on one over the other? I mean, it, and as does that help? The actual con- as you're doing the actual consecration, you know, I mean, <clears throat> there's a set, you know, set uh, set of prayers that you do. So I don't think I'd be doing them at the same time, but like, uh, yeah, I mean, you can be consecrated, and even the, even the St. Louis de Montfort is, you know, consecrated to Jesus through Mary, you know, and I and I, and I kind of even think that that it's this consecration to Jesus through St. Joseph. <clears throat> so, 
kind of spiritual fatherhood through St. Joseph, spiritual motherhood through Mary, um, or even, you know, kind of the adopted sonship through Mary or through Joseph, the adopted daughter. So that's why men and women can kind of do either one. Um, And, yeah, be consecrated to both, for sure. So um, I, mean, I think Father Father Calloway really encourages <coughs> uh, encourages that, and he does address that, Cindy, in in the book right up front. That if okay. you think about it, is as much as I might know any one person on this earth um, and think I know them well, how much more can I learn by talking to their parents <coughs> and interacting with their parents? And I think that for the Holy Family, you know, if we can develop this um, prayerful relationship with both Joseph and with Mary. The whole goal of this consecration is to bring us closer to Jesus. It's, 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 yes, we'll become closer to Joseph, but it's to bring us closer to Jesus. And who are the closest, uh, you know, who are the closest humans to Jesus on earth? It was Joseph and Mary. And so I think they have an opportunity to bring us closer to Christ, which is the whole goal of doing the consecration. Maybe the uh, maybe this is for uh, Father Josh. This is a, maybe a question I should have asked, or we should have asked right off, right off the top. And I know that. I know that on uh, Real Presence Radio, we've actually had we talked quite a bit about um, uh, the consecration of Saint Joseph, and uh, and so this is not new to most of our listeners. But but what could you define? It's, consecration is not a term that is often used a lot by people. What exactly does it mean, Father Josh, when we say I'm going to consecrate myself to the Virgin Mary, or I'm going to consecrate myself to Saint Joseph? What is what is, what's the nuts and bolts of that? What does that mean? Yeah, I think it's, it's a certain, you know, kind of binding yourself to them, um, bringing yourself in closer relationship with them. Um, the actual Latin word, I don't know what the actual Latin word <laughs> means, but it's conan sacratio for sure. Uh, and, you know, that, you know, being with um, and being binded to or bound to, I think, is something that's very beautiful in the, in the spiritual life. So that we're not alone, you know. I even talked to seminarians about this when the when the Church Universal, <clears throat> you know, like when you're chosen to study for a diocese, you're bound to the Church Universal. So therefore, you're not alone anymore in the sense of like discernment, right? So now it's not you trying to discern by yourself; it's you discerning with the Universal Church. So that means you have uh, a rector, uh, vocation director. Uh, uh, seminary formators, the bishop, like all these people are helping you to actually discern your vocation together. So you're not you're not trying to do it as a one man show. You have a whole army of people to help you behind it. So the, and I think the, that's kind of the way it works with consecration too. You know, is that you're you're not alone. Yeah, um, uh, you know, I there's a long history of the consecration of the Virgin Mary, Saint you know Saint Louis de Montfort. Obviously, has already been mentioned. But um, the St. Joseph thing is is relatively new, I believe. You know, certain people are attracted to certain saints, have a really close connection to a particular saint. I, you know, when I was young, I was super connected to St. Dominic Savio. Is there anything, is there ways, is, is it appropriate to, to do consecration to yourself to a particular saint? Yeah, for sure. I mean, <clears throat> I have a huge devotion to, to uh, Teresa Lassou. And, uh, you know, like... I think it's more of like a, a consecration is more of like a dedication. So, like, if you look at the consecration of St. Louis to Montford, it was this, you know, his idea was I'm dedicating my whole life, my good works, my everything to, Mar- you know, to Jesus through Mary. So I want to be with her. I want to be dedicated to her. 
so that she, in turn, can present me to her son with in this kind of style of perfection. And I think you can do that with, I mean, obviously, Our Lady is <laughs> the, the greatest of the saints, but you can do that with anything. Yeah. Well, we've been uh, we've been talking to uh, Father Josh Waltz and John Berger about the uh, uh, consecration of Saint Joseph, and we'll ta- talk a little bit more about uh, this uh, subject, which is very new and very popular. Right after our break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. I chose Mount Marty over at State School because of the small classroom sizes and because of the small faculty to student ratio. I want to be able to develop a relationship with my professors and not just be a number on the wall. Hello, my name is Mitchell Lahneman. I'm a junior at Mount Marty College and I'm originally from Adrian, Minnesota. You can really develop relationships with your professors and Mount Marty offers lots of opportunities such as leadership positions and different clubs and activities to participate in. Mount Marty College, experience the momentum. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through Plan Giving which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these planned gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Do you desire to deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ? If so, Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota, invites you to register for a men's or women's Ignatian Silent Retreat in 2020. Every retreat is led by an experienced retreat director who will offer a series of points for prayer, inviting you to a personal encounter with Christ. For more information, you can call 605-263-1040 or visit broom-tree.org. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Richard Kunst. I am uh, here with Cindy Jennings, and we are coming to you from the city of Duluth, Minnesota, St. James Catholic Church. We've been talking with Father Josh Waltz and John Berger about the consecration of St. Joseph. And, and um, you know, we talked a little bit about this before the, the break, John. Maybe you can make reference to this. this is the, the idea of, you know, it being, you know, I mean, anybody can make the consecration. We talked about that, Mary and uh, women and, and men. But this fraternal aspect of the consecration and how men are drawn to this, maybe, John, you can address that a little bit. Sure, I can say a couple of things on that. So um, I've been a part of a men's group over at St. Anne's Parish here in Bismarck for probably um, close to 10 years. And, and one, of the, one of the books that we read was um, Introduction to Devout Life by St. Francis de Sales. But in that book, one of the things that really struck me was um, St. Francis talks about how men need other men and... How we may we may prefer to to hear you know to to do our prayer and to 
um, and in a very private way, in, in not with other men. But he really encourages he really encourages men to try to resist that, and and how important it is that men um, are able to display and show this. Um, the spirituality to one another so we can hold one another up and be examples to one another. So I think that that was, that was one of the things in, in choosing to do, you know, to do this consultation. I thought, well, this is going to be a wonderful opportunity again to try to find... Originally, I was just hoping to buy, find 33 men. It's a 33-day consecration. I thought, I'm going to buy 33 books in the hopes that I can resell them to 32 other guys. And... Um, well, it quickly over overtook my ability, and so that's when once uh, Father uh, St. Joseph and Father Waltz got involved, then they ordered a whole bunch more books for everyone. But I think that aspect of doing this together is very powerful for men, and, and we certainly saw that as we went through the consecration. Most of it was prior to the um, prior to the pandemic, so we did have several times where we met as a group, and we had um, a couple of different priests come in who were doing the consecration with us and made some comments about Joseph, and I think that was a really powerful aspect of this for our group. You know, you uh, we've we talked we have focused quite a bit on these questions in regards to this consecration, in regards to being drawn to men. Uh, do you see women that are uh, doing this that want to get involved with this? Uh, personally, and Father Father Wallace, you can say something. I know um, my wife and I did it after I did it, and my wife and I um, I actually did it a second time. My wife joined me. Um, I know my son Michael, who Father referenced earlier, he and his wife did it. A number of the men who um, went through it, their spouses um, also went through it with them. So absolutely, and I, and I think it goes back to what Cindy said earlier, is this, it's really just the, the, total, the holy family, and certainly with Mary as the greatest of all saints, but the holy family of bringing you know Joseph and Mary together to lead us to Christ. I think there's just a beautiful completeness to that. Um, so, yes, I, I, I know there have been many women who've done it as well. Can you tell us a little bit about it, maybe some blessings that have come out of it? Um, Father Waltz, do you want to go first? Or do you... No, go ahead. <laughs> so um, I think the, the blessings for me, so part of it is certainly the interaction with, um, with other men. I think the other part for me would be, the, the, the greatest blessing for me, and I guess I'll just be maybe reveal a little bit. When I went to confession this this, this last uh, this last week, it was this um, in, in in talking to my confessor about how much I just just realizes that as much as we want to be holy, and or at least you know we I want to be holy, I want to try to make the right. Um, right decisions all the time, and I want my actions to be in line with the actions of Christ. But we fail a lot, and I, and I fail a lot. And um, it, I think that, I think that the, the blessing for me is just the realization of the need for humility and about how this reliance on Mary and Joseph can, can quickly help us get back to Christ in, instead, of, instead of living in a place where now I've done this and I, and I feel like I've, I've, I've severed that relationship, which we may have through our sin, but, but through Mary and, and Joseph, just how quickly we realize we, we need them and, and how quickly that can help get us back to Christ. Uh, you know, maybe to, just to bring that question to Father Josh, I'm not going to let you off the hook and have John answer it. 
alone, as a priest, <laughs> as a priest, you know, in your priestly ministry, how has this consecration of St. Joseph, this relatively new thing, how has that been a blessing to you in your priesthood? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I can speak in two, two things. One is as a priest, and then second for my parish. Um, first, as a priest, it's just, you know, a deepening of the spiritual, the spiritual fatherhood aspect. And I think one of the, the great things about Joseph, I always, you know, when I, before the consecration, I kind of, I don't know if I, I don't necessarily see it as like something bad, but it was just his silence. Um, you know, there's there's so little dialogue uh, that that is, you know, Joseph. Spoke. I mean, he really didn't even speak too no, much. No in dialogue. The, in the, yeah, exactly. yeah, I mean, he dialogued with the angel, but you know, I mean, <clears throat> outside of that, he was very, very quiet, and he just did what was asked of him. Like this, uh, this incredible faithfulness, this love for Our Lady, uh, this sacrifice and death to self. Um, giving to the last, you know, bit. And it, and I always, whenever I thought of St. Joseph, you know, like, you have Mary and Jesus are, you know, without sin. And so, you know, if anything went wrong in the Holy Family, Joseph was like, yeah, I guess it's my fault, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, he, he, he always is kind of like in the background, but what, what I think Father Callaway does really, really well is just bring out, like, the intense masculinity of St. Joseph. Like, just what fatherhood looks like, what masculinity looks like, and it's just this complete gift of self. And uh, for me, you know, and it's not its not being front and center, it's not this big personality, it's just complete and utter surrender and fidelity to God. And, like, it, it, any person in the Church uh, can use that, you know, that understanding and, and to have them drawn deeper into the mystery of of what it means to be a disciple of Christ and a, and a, a beloved son of, or daughter of Mary. So that was huge for my priesthood in, in my parish. Like the benefits that I've seen, I've just, a lot of guys that did it are really stepping up and starting to do, uh, taking roles of leadership and like helping. I mean, we're doing a lot of stuff in our school right now uh, as we convert the whole school to the Montessori education style. There's a lot of like, building and demolition and like i've had so many guys step up we got like eight guys right now that are helping build all of the furniture um and so for me i mean if you look at joseph the carpenter right and the great and the great builder uh now you have you know these eight guys and most of them that are helping did the consecration uh, are now stepping up to help in the parish and so it's just kind of kind of cool to see on a lot of levels and and the fruits can i mean i'm sure john you can speak to this but like the fruits keep coming like it's not something that you do and then you're like oh you know a couple neat things happen within the parish no i mean they're going to keep happening uh as uh, as the months and weeks and years go on well and i think i think one of the things that father Kelly he does such an awesome job and, and one other reason i would encourage men to do that is just to learn what the Church does say about St. Joseph or what different saints have said about St. Joseph. So Fulton Sheen, and, and there's one part of the book where he really, there's a lot of writings from Fulton Sheen, and Fulton Sheen um, kind of reveals the, the young St. Joseph. So the Church has this, one of the traditions, you know, you oftentimes see Joseph portrayed as this, you know, old kind of frail man, and Fulton Sheen really really pretty blatantly, I think, tried to shatter that and say, no, Joseph was a young, vibrant man who who is a man of great virtue, and he had to, whether whether it's chastity or any of the other virtues, 
he battled against those virtues, and he and he did it heroically. And there's so much, um, so many writings like that that it, that just will take so many. I know many times, so many of the men would say, "Why have we never heard this before about Saint Joseph? Why have we never heard this before?" And Father Callaway says, "Well, because now is the time of Saint Joseph. So I guess, I guess we're hearing it now." Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, you know, something that actually that Father uh, Josh, you were saying just a little bit ago about, you know, his life in the Holy Family and like, you know, if something went wrong, it was, you know, it had to be him. You know, I, I remember giving a homily a long time ago on uh, at the Feast of Holy Family is is switching the, the WWJD is what would Jesus do to what would Joseph do? What would Joseph do in this setting? And, and I think that I think that that's food for thought. It's kind of, you know, the hidden life of Jesus that we don't hear anything about. What was it like, and what was it like for Joseph, you know, to to be living in that period of time, and you know, in with those two people, you know, those two persons, just, uh, right. just food for thought. Here, here's a here's a question I've got: Why, you know, I mean, 2020, we've got over 2,000 years of this gig, and Saint Joseph is in the Bible relatively little. He doesn't say anything, uh, but he's in very very important spots, obviously. Why? What? What do we attribute? His popularity has been nonstop. In 2,000 years of Christian history, he's always been, like, one of the most popular of saints. What would you attribute that to? Well, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, if you have the most popular band, you know, let's say, like, the Beatles. You know, I mean, they're going to all be popular because they were so so invested and had such a, a fixed space within rock and roll. I mean... I can't believe I'm <laughs> I'm pulling the the Holy that's Family quite, and the Beatles that's quite, together. But, that's quite but the, the analogy, Father Josh. <laughs> right, but, Keep, but, I don't want to interrupt. Point, Keep going. <laughs> but, the, but the point is, is that I mean, when you talk about the spiritual life, I mean, the Holy Family is is everything. Uh, it's you know, it's the image of masculinity for for Christian disciples. It's the image of femininity for Christian disciples. It's the the core of everything with Christ being the Son of God, and so you have like. In the Holy Family, of every single part, um, and and it was lived to perfection, you know. And so, when you have that, you become the model for masculinity, femininity, and discipleship. Period. Uh, and and I think that Joseph just does it so well. I just I just think that one of the things that, like I said, you know, I kind of reiterate it. What was so powerful for me is just how his silence and leading by example. And if if men would start leading more by example and live the life of St. Joseph, I think this world would be in a much, much better place. Well, I know we're running out of time, and we do have a couple minutes left, um, or one minute left, and I just want to know, you know, to wrap this up, any final thoughts or reflections that you guys would like to share with us and our listeners? So well, for me, I would just I would just like to encourage all the men who are listening and all the women as well. So again, I, I'm not hoping to offend any women. Um, I would just encourage all the men. It's easy to do the consecration. You can go to um, I think Father Calloway's website is Consecration to Saint Joseph. You can just Google that. I think the book is like fifteen dollars. If you're in Bismarck, you can go down to Mayo Pharmacy and buy the book. You can, it's just like the consecration to Mary. You can do it anytime. You can really start anytime. There are certain dates. Um, if you start on, you'll end on a feast day of St. Joseph. But I would just encourage all men, if you're listening to this, to, to please, you know, it, just do the consecration. You you will be so grateful that you did. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you very much, John. Uh, and Father, oh, Father Josh, were you going to say something really quick? 
I just, I mean, the thing in the book is Ife ad Joseph, right? The Latin, go to Joseph. And I just encourage everybody exactly. to do that. Exactly. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Father Josh Walt and John Brewer, talking to us about the consecration of St. Joseph. Thank you guys very much. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. After after the break, we'll be uh, talking to a, a child psychologist, Dr. Jonathan Beyer, on regards to what kind of effects, what kind of maybe long-term effects, psychological effects, are on uh, children amidst the world of COVID-19 and, uh, and how it might affect them in future generations and maybe even all the rioting that people see on the news. What kind of impact does this have on the psyche of, of children? This uh, and uh, much more after our break. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 